Yes, yes, people, we are back live. We are back live on the Sarcasm City TV YouTube for another Sarcasm City TV special. For those that don't know what the Sarcasm City TV specials are, it's where I sit down one-on-one -on -one with the biggest and best content creators, talk mainly about the team they support, about other things, football as well, and also give them their flowers. That's what this show is all about, is giving people their flowers while they can still smell them. Give people their flowers while they're still here. Not waiting until somebody passes to then say how great somebody is at what they do in regards to all of the content they create. And this person right here, I can only, I've spoken highly about and many a times and I will continue to do so. Um, when I started the Sarcasm City TV specials, he was the person who I wanted to be first on because it was only right. We couldn't get to sort it out because say all the time, he gave me my shot. I'm saying without him making the phone call that he made and making the connections he made, I do not have the success I've had at this rate. Like I owe so much to this man. Like I've said it before, I'll say it again. He is what Dr. Dre is to Eminem. He is to me. What Eminem is to 50 Cent, he is to me in regards to what he did for man and just like like I said, giving me giving me a platform, giving me his platform and allowing my platform to, to grow so much and co-signing me. But even aside all of that from me, from a personal standpoint, one of the best content creators, I've said it before, I'll say it again, number one when it comes to the most underrated because not only does he do live streams, He's not just focused on Premier League football. He does the he does the Euro, uh, European football as well. He's in other lanes that are completely different. Like we all on one track and man will just go elsewhere with a completely different genre and start rapping. It's like rappers and everyone's doing it on a set beat and he'll just come with a different beat and it's like his style is just so different. Like I said, clearly the most underrated. His channel has grown, you know what I'm saying, expeditiously. You see him working um, with big people like Rants, Saeed, etc. One third of the Straight Jacket podcast as well, which is, that's a classic show. That podcast right there has so many, so many epic moments right there. And you see him, whether it's working uh, your fresh TV sport, whether you see him, um, what's it called, commentating on games, whether you see him being stadium announcer as well. And he speaks more languages than Arsenal have European trophies. Go and welcome my guy Aaron into the building. Yes, Aaron, what are you saying, family man? What are that you saying? Was the, that was the best <laughs> intro you could have done. That was it's only right. <laughs> it's only right, fam. It's only right. Uh, it's only nah, right. I'm all man. good, man. I'm all good. Thanks for having me on, bro. I appreciate it, man. Always of course. A to come on of Sarcasm course. City Channel, man too long man you're saying that legit before and like i said i meant every word in what i said for those that don't know aaron was the one who initially you know what i'm saying gave me my shot in this you know what i'm saying content creator space so everyone you see me work with prior to that i mean after that sorry is because of aaron so yeah man it's only right fam give you your flowers you get what i'm saying Pleasure, it is only right and fresh off we'll start there what i mentioned you um in stadiums speaking talk to us about that what was that experience like we'll go there yeah, man, the experience was great. It was great, man. It was for the under-19s um, Women European Championships. Love that. And um, it, it seems very straightforward because, you know, when we all go to Old Trafford, we hear, you know, um, we hear the stadium speaker. He's been there since for ages, 20, year plus, 20 years plus. And it looks like and sounds like it's just, it's easy. You know, you're just shouting out names, basically. <laughs> and um, but once you actually do it, you realise how much preparation and work goes into it mm. the pronunciation of names you you might not you might not have heard you might not have heard of a name ever and <laughs> in two in two hours you have to learn how to pronounce it yeah. and you've got to be alert to like substitutions and sometimes you get so caught up in the game that sometimes you don't know who scored especially if it's a corner because everyone's jumping up mm. to head it or if there's a little scuffle in the box who, who got the last touch is it on goal oh, yeah. someone scored so all of these things you need to pay attention to. and But really and truly, it's been a really good experience, man. I've learned a lot. I've uh, met a lot of great people. And um, I, would, I would definitely do it again, 100%. Yeah, man. And that's why I said in the intro in regards to different lane, that is something completely different in this content creator space. Completely different way to go about it and grow your brand. So that's why I respect you because you always go a different route. Like I mm. would have even fathomed that, yeah, stadium speaker. 
Com like you commentate stadium speaker etc working with um your fresh tv sport as well and doing the clips for them i always see you different things that's why i always have to respect it as well but obviously we will discuss manchester united mainly as well and we we're saying this before we went live we haven't spoken in the longest so we actually i actually don't know your thoughts on the vast majority or detailed thoughts i should say on the yeah. vast majority of what's going on and that's why i titled this how good is manchester united's transfer window been so far so we will start with the most recent signing, which is Hoyland. Thoughts on that? I think I think it's a good signing, man. I think it's a good signing. And, you know, prior to you asking me the question today, I probably would have told you something along the, along the lines of, you know, it's, it's, it's a profile signing rather than mm -hmm. going for the superstar name. It's a profile that Ten Hag wanted specifically, and he got mm -hmm. his profile, he's bringing him in. But now that you're asking me the question today, because of something I saw early on Twitter, I saw someone on, um, I think he's the guy's from South Africa. And the way he spoke about Hoyland, I said, that is spot on. I can't believe I didn't say that myself, but I didn't think of it. He said, in recent years, we would go, um, you know, like I said, for the big names and whatever. But we signed a striker who, one, isn't past 30 years. Two, isn't past his prime. And three, is... Um, what's it called? It's not a household name in football. So basically a nobody. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So um, actually, hold on. Let me, let me try and find the tweet quickly. Well, yeah, it's, no, it's just... It's not even Twitter Why we do that? Large up to everyone who is locked in. Make sure you hit that like button. Whether you're watching live right now or watching this back after the live, hit that like button. If you're listening on one of the audio platforms, follow on whatever five star or some whatever platform. Share us, share across all the socials and subscribe to the channel Sarcasm City TV and subscribe to Aaron's channel as well. The link is in the title. Yeah, go on, fam. Absolutely. Um, so I found a tweet and I, I quote tweeted and I said I totally agree with his opinion on Hoyland. One, he's not past his best. Two, he's not past thirty. And three, he's not injury prone. And you look at the strikers that we've had over the years, and I'm not Talk saying all of them were injury prone, but mm -hmm. we've lacked strikers. Strikers have been out for a while. I look at Cavani, he wasn't always available. Sometimes he was True. he stayed back in South America, didn't want to come back, wanted extended <laughs> holidays and stuff. Like that. Yeah, I forgot about that. This guy, <laughs> this guy wanted extended holidays and stuff. I'm like, bro. Um apart from Cristiano, who was available all the time. Um yeah. Hoyland is not past 30. Look at all the strikers we've had. Some of them were all past their 30s. Ronaldo, like, Cavani, um, Falcao was past 30. Igalo. Um, Igalo was past 30. <laughs> Van Persie was an exception because he was past 30, but he got us the title. He got so, us the title. And I think when we signed him, he may have been 29. He may 29, have hit 30 yes, when he was I here. I remember it. I he think may, he 30, but he yeah. already signed for us. He was already, yeah, so, I think so. But yeah, I get so what you're I'm saying. Looking at all these, I'm looking at all these factors and I'm thinking... Not past his 30s, not past his best, and not injury prone. Why not? Why not take a punt and say, you know what, let's bring this guy in? And who better to try and coach him and implement things tactically than Ten Hag? Would you have trusted Oli Gunnar Solskjaer to, um, to coach Hoyland? Probably not. Would you have trusted a Mourinho to coach a Hoyland? To a certain extent, but he wouldn't have contributed to his development. That's what I mean. So, mm, 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 as well as coaching him, as well as improving him, and as well as contributing to him being a better player, I don't think there's a better coach than Ten Hag. Mm. So, okay, for me, first. if you ask my opinion, I think the Hoyland signing is amazing. And I heard, yeah. I heard, I don't know if it's true, but I heard he's getting unveiled on the pitch tomorrow when we play against um, okay. against Lons. So, hey. So, you're all for it. And the, and the price isn't a concern for you. You was like, yo, just get him in. I'm good with, with Hoyland. And that's, that's another conversation. The price tag, listen, we live in a time where, because everyone talks keeps talking about, you know, Manchester United getting, getting fleeced for money and all of these things. Remember, Atalanta wanted 85 million. We ended up paying 64 up front with eight in add-ons, sorry. Mm -hmm. So as far as I'm concerned, we didn't overpay. Now, you can make an argument for the stats, nine goals in 32 games. Yeah. Okay, cool. But that he's only been there a year. He remember he came when before he joined Atalanta. He was playing in Austria, so you ex, you expect a nineteen year old to come to Atalanta, what and light the league up? That like, there's there's some sort of adapt like there's a time of adaptation, and you you've got to remember as well nine goals in thirty two games. Knowing that he was behind strikers like um, what's my man's name Muriel. He was behind Muriel. He was behind 
people like Coop Miners. He was behind people like um, Ilicic. Like, all these strikers were ahead of him, all these players. Mm -hmm. So, sorry, um, Coop Miners is not, he's, he's a midfielder, sorry. But the point is, there were a lot of people ahead of him. But still, mm. with the game time he had, 32 games, didn't start all of them, didn't finish all of them, he managed to get nine goals. For me, in a league that's very competitive, it's not bad. It's not bad. So, yeah. and listen, besides, if people want to go off the fact that, you know, you only sign strikers that score a lot of goals, we would be, we would be signing strikers that play in the National League. Because no, it's crazy. Sorry to cut you off. We had one. Go on. Cristiano Ronaldo. There you go. <laughs> we had one. Look how that went. <laughs> we had one. There you we go. Cristiano goals. Ronaldo came off the back of scoring 20 goals in Serie A, came to the Premier League and what happened? Yeah, and he scored goals first. Did he not get 18? Was he not he the highest third the highest goal scorer? And he was 26 goals overall, but we were crap as a team. And so where he had did to be he finish? all the time. But yeah, go on. Sorry, fam. Where, carry exactly. Carry no, you made a fair point. And where did where did we finish as well? You've got to ask people that as well. Where did we finish? What did we win? Where so, did we finish? What did we facts? So we took goals out, all those goals out of the team and got better. Yes, there's other yeah. factors like the manager, but there's a reason Ten Hag looked at him and went, You're not for me. We got better without him. So we took all I'm, them goals I'm all for this. I'm all for this Hoyland signing. Um, mm. The goals. Listen, I'm not going to get on. I'm not. I'm not going to get on the back of a 20 year old for getting nine goals in 32 games. He still has a 10 year career ahead of him, and he mm. and he can always get better. So I'm not going to get on someone's back. He's, come on, man. He's 20 years of age. He's a kid. Mm. He's a kid. So let him come to Manchester United. Let him develop. Let him take the time he needs to adapt to the new league. I've got no doubt he would he, he'll adapt quickly because he's six foot three, he's 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 robust. You can see he's strong. So I, I don't think in terms of that he will need time to adapt. It's li literally just the tactical things that you need to tweak here and there. And I'm sure Ten Hag's going to take care of that. I've got no doubts. So yeah, I'm I'm all for it, man. I can't wait for the unveiling tomorrow as well on the pitch. We we done it with Varane, we done it with Casemiro, and we're gonna do it with Hoyland. So hey, I'm all for it. Mm. Is there anything else that you like about Hoyland? Because you mentioned here there is strength, his robustness. Is there anything else you look at and go, I really really like that? From what I've seen, and mm. you know, I'm I'm someone who watches a lot of football. But that's why I this is. I know it's a very. This is going to be a very knowledgeable answer because you're watching him much more than I am, and the average Manchester United fan is. But yeah, go on. But but I'll be very honest. Yeah, like. I haven't watched a lot of Atalanta last season. I've only seen glimpses. I've seen highlights. And obviously, when we got linked to Hoyland, the first thing I did was go on YouTube and check out the highlights. Mm -hmm. And obviously, there's more or less the same highlights going around on social media. So we see the same things. And from what I can see is he's someone who, in the box, just pulls the trigger. And mm -hmm. I think I speak for a lot of Man United fans when I say that we haven't had someone like that in ages. I think the last, <laughs> the last guy that was like that was probably Van Persie. Yeah. In the box, no thinking, yeah. pulling the trigger, boom. Yes. And obviously, yes. Left foot, right foot, yes. We've had someone come through the academy, MG. Obviously, he's very similar as well. Yeah. But yeah. apart from yes. MG and apart from Van Persie, nobody was like that. Mm -hmm. In the box, he's literally just pulled the trigger, bang. Okay. Doesn't care where he is. Doesn't He knows where the goal is. Obviously, he's got an eye for a goal. He, he can smell it, basically. So mm -hmm. th that's something I really like about him. He seems to have a lot of speed. He seems to have a lot of strength as well to hold defenders off. Um, and he will need all these attributes to play in the Premier League. And I think, yeah, I, I'm looking forward to seeing him play. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. I'm with you on that with Hoyland in regards to, I said for the longest up top, just get me someone who's athletic, who's mobile. That's what mm. I'm looking for. Bring me pace and power. When I heard he's six foot three, pace and power. There we go. Technically decent, good in the ass to get him on the plane. 20 years old, I, I get him on the plane. I trust him to do well in this league because people have tried, oh, he's just the B-Tech Haaland. All right, give me half of what Haaland's got then. If you can give but, me how Haaland scored, what, 44 goals? Bring me 22 goals over this, the moon. But this comparison is, is a bit, the comparison of Haaland and Hoyland for me is very funny. It's actually mm. ridiculous because... You're talking about a 20-year-old kid who's coming from Atalanta and who two seasons ago was playing in Austria. And on the flip side of that, you're talking about a natural freak. Like, Haaland's yeah, a yeah, freak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he's not nature, normal. Yeah. I don't think, yeah, I don't yeah. know if people understand it, but Haaland is not normal. He's a, na he's a freak of nature. So to compare a freak of nature with a 20-year-old kid who's just come from Italy, it's ridiculous. Do you know what I mean? Haaland was banging in goals wherever he went. Because yeah, again, true. he's a freak of nature. I remember with the under twenty ones or something. What was it? Was it with the under twenty ones of Norway or the under twenty? It was with the youth teams, that's for sure. Mm. 
I think um, Norway won something like 12 nil, and he scored three hat tricks. Wait, what? He did yeah, I didn't know this. That's crazy. There was a game where there was, that's how that's how he made a name for himself because he's he scored like nine okay. goals. Okay, got you, got you, got you. I that's how you. people became you. aware of art. Oh, who's this Harland guy? Hard blonde guy yeah. looks like a Viking. This, that, and the other. That's how mm. people became aware of Harland because he scored all those goals. So he's a freak of nature, and to be comparing him to Hoyland just because the name sounds similar, it's ridiculous, man. It's ridiculous. It's outrageous now, it really, it really, really is. So, yeah, you sold on the Highland signing, which I fully get. Let's move on to someone who has definitely split opinion. Well, he split opinion at his last club, has split opinion in terms of the signing here. I'm definitely on one side of the fence. But what's your thoughts on Mason Mount deal? Ooh, I think we, <laughs> we, we, <laughs> ooh. I think we, we all spoke on it. <laughs> but, uh, ooh. We that all, tells you I need to know, but go on. I'm glad it's not just me, but go on, carry on, carry on. Yeah, we, I think we all spoke on it, you know, in the group chats and on, on Twitter, on social media. I think we all spoke on this. I think we all had our doubts. Not everyone. I have. I mm. still have my doubts because I'm not convinced Same. Um, after what I saw on, on, uh, on during preseason. I'm not okay. convinced. Obviously, anything can change and anything can happen in football. We can start off the season with a bang and Mason can just be crazy. Do you know what I mean? But I was sceptical because I, I really struggled to see what Ten Hag, to find what Ten Hag sees in him. And this is not a disrespect. This is not a diss before people come at me because I, I really don't see what it is. Because if I listen to what Chelsea fans have been saying about Mount for the last two seasons... You've got to take some of it into account. Now, obviously, if it's abuse, okay, fair enough. We're not going to take that into account. But Facts. from a, from an object, objective standpoint, you have to listen to what other fans say about Mason Mount. And you, it's not just because the manager signed him. It's, it's not because I back Ten Hag that I'm going to back everything he does. I can question it. So when he, signed, when he signed Mount and he was pushing for him, I was like, I don't see it. I don't see, I, don't, I can't find what Ten Hag sees in him. So I hope Ten Hag proves me wrong. I hope he does. So the first season, I might have my criticism about Mount, but you know, I'm gonna keep an eye closed, one eye closed, one eye open, and I'm gonna keep my eye on, my eye on, and okay. assess it with a pinch of salt. But from next season, if I don't see a massive improvement from today or from from this season, I'm gonna ask myself questions because we did spend a lot of money on it. Did spend a lot yeah. of money. Now, obviously, mm -hmm. we paid less than what the valuation was, but. Again, very, very sceptical about this signing because our midfield was meant to be a midfield that controls that controls games, that has ball retention, but we're not seeing any of that, to be honest. I mean, yes, it's only pre-season, but when I look at the Madrid game, that Madrid midfield of Bellingham, Cruz, Modric, they ran, they ran the show. Chouameni, Camavinga, that midfield. Chouameni, Camavinga, yeah, that was yeah. different, bro. That was yeah. very different. And remember, we're in the Champions League now. We're in the Champions League. So <laughs> we Mount, the Champions. Ca Mount Casemiro, Bruno in the Champions mm. League against midfields that know how to control mm. a football, know how to control a game, know how to give dictate a tempo. Mm. I don't know, man. I, I'm not going to lie to you for this. Like this Mount signing. Listen, he's at the club now, and I'm going to try and see what the positives are. <laughs> see that yeah, I'm trying to see and you're saying that I'm trying to see what the positives are because it, it is it is because um well go before we go on to the further signings as well we'll go into that in regards to Ten Hag because it seems from the outside looking I'm not sure if you agree that Ten Hag is going with more high pressing high mm. energy cover every blade of grass more yeah. better in transition, more direct football rather than possession-based. And I think that's what he sees in Mason Mount. And when you look at all the players we've been linked with, it seems that is the base. Like when it's, it's Amrabat who will take Amrabat can run, Mount can run, Hoyland can run. Like it seems that Onana allows us to play higher up the pitch. And then when you look all across the pitch, it's runners, athletes. That seems to be the way he's going with. Very similar to Klopp like at Liverpool. Not so much now, but mm. when Liverpool had their successful years. So what's your thoughts on that? And do you have an issue with that style? Or are you like, cool, go with what the manager's saying? Or would you prefer to have seen the, the more possession-based rather than the transition? I would have preferred to see the possession-based style of play because there's more longevity in that. There's a lot of longevity in that. With okay, the Klopp so. style of play, I think we've seen it with Liverpool, yeah? 
Mm. It works for two, three years, but then the players are gassed out. And when the players are gassed out, we've seen what happens. They all start to they pick up injuries, they decline. We've seen mm. the declines of Henderson, we've seen the declines of Wijnaldum, we've seen the declines of even Salah, Mane, Firmino. They all decline because yeah, we did that, style play, as well. yeah. that style of play demands a lot. And mm. if you can't keep this up for, for five, six years straight, yeah. impossible. Impossible. Mm. And we've seen it with Klopp. So and we've seen with Pep that the possession style style of football, it just outlasts everyone, everyone's style of play. So I'm very surprised that we're taking a, a different approach, to be honest. Yeah, okay. So you're more concerned about the longevity of it, because obviously everyone has their preference in regards to possession base in terms. So what do you think made Ten Hag switch in regards to go with the more transition play? Because it seemed initially, obviously, when he first got here, was signing mm -hmm. De Young, he was trying to go with possession base. Why, why do you think he switched? Or do you think, think it's the right thing that he switched as well? But go on. I think he didn't switch completely. I think he wants to have a mixture of both. I think there will be games where, you know, possession will be required and we know how to knock a ball around. I've seen, I think we've seen a few examples of us being able to keep the ball and then attack and score a goal. I think the most, the first example that comes to my head is probably the Arsenal game at home when we scored the first, when Anthony scored his day on his debut. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. We that knocked the ball. Was, I think, I think everyone had a touch. If I'm not wrong, we had like 20, 20 plus touches. And then I think, both, I think two out, I think two of the three goals were like that as well. That's why yeah. people said, Oh, you just played on the counter attack. It's like, no, I think nope. it was one goal counter attack, but the, both yeah, the both. others were we knocked the ball around, we kept possession, and then we just we scored the goal, we created a chance. We can do that, but I think in different games, we'll be happy to Ten Hag will be happy for us to sit back mm -hmm. and just do the counter attacking thing. But we do have the players for it, yeah. um, so I think it will be a mixture of both. But just personally, I just would have liked to see you know, the possession-based game in every single game. But I do understand that it doesn't always work because Facts. when you have when you have the possession sometimes and you play against a counter-attacking counter team, they only need one. They score yeah. one, they need lock, shut up, shop, and there, there goes your possession. So I think Ten Hag wants to implement both. I think he wants to be able to have possession, but also be good on a counter-attack. But it's just the profile of plays he's going for, man. I think today you saw it in the group chat. Like, apparently, he wants Goretzka. Like, I'm just like, no, talk Harry. about it. <laughs> no way. I did I miss that. He wants Goretzka. I did miss that. Yeah, because I was watching. I was watching um, Sky Sports Germany today for like two hours straight, and they were saying that if Bayern signed Harry Kane, they would be happy to offload one of the midfielders because um, Tuchel wants to move uh, Kimmich more to an in an advanced role, like an eight, and he wants a proper six. And he doesn't see Goretzka as being that real number six, that destroyer and good on the ball, because Goretzka's terrible on the ball. He's just a, a body in midfield that's just going to be... Yeah, you know, I've seen him get criticised Very combative, heavily. very... Even his passing's very average. So he wants... Mm. Tuchel wants a real six in his squad. That's why he's, there's rumours of him going after Chouameni, but that's a story for another day. So they want to offload someone if they sign Harry, sign Harry Kane. And apparently that person is Goretzka. Um... So, yeah, he's apparently the candidate to be sold. And Ten Hag is a fan of him, apparently. So, I, I don't know, that goes, that goes to show exactly where his mind is at, if that is the case. I take it with a pinch of salt, because I'm not exactly. sure about the source. But, yeah. like, it wouldn't... If it was true, it wouldn't surprise me, because that's what we're going with. I mean, look look at all the other midfielders that we're getting linked with. I mean, right now, we're in the process of getting Amrabat. I mean, yep. he is good on the ball, but... In first instance, he's he's an absolute destroyer. Like he's yeah. he's he's a menace, and we've yeah. we've all seen him he's in the World Cup. He's a menace. <laughs> like we've all seen we've all seen him. We've seen him at the World Cup, and we've seen what he's about. Like Amrabat is no joke. He's a menace. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it's, Amrabat will go there because I was going to ask about that anyway. So we will go to Amrabat. Thoughts on him? Like we've been linked with him heavily. It seems. Yes. It seems we're waiting on Fred and or Donny van der Beek, both, well, either or of them, either of them to leave or both of them to leave for us to sign Amrabat. Doesn't seem the price is going to be too much as well. So, yeah, thoughts on Amrabat? My thoughts on Amrabat, very good signing. I think him coming into the squad is what we needed because we need we need cover in certain positions and the number six role is one of them. I think last season we've seen, yes, we can rely on Casemiro, but he can, you know, he can always go on a mad one and pick up a red card and get suspended for like three games and then we've got no one. 
So if, if Amrabat can come in and let's say Casemiro does get suspended or he is injured, Amrabat's there to fill in and that's a li- literally a like-for-like replacement, if not a better one, in my opinion. Because okay. what Amrabat did at the World Cup, I haven't forgotten it to this day. And he's largely part of the reason why Morocco went so far because, yes, they had, far. because he played really good. Mm-hmm. Yes, they had Ziyech, they had El Nasiri up front and they had the goalkeeper Bono, he was doing well. But in the heart of that midfield, Amrabat was the guy. He was the guy. So, listen, if we manage to get him over the line, if we can get him in before the season starts, brilliant. First? Okay, and it seems to be a cheap price as well. And I was staying with the midfield as well. Does a potential, because it seems, again, this could change, that it is going to be Casemiro or Bruno Mount. Does that concern you as a midfield trio? Or with the football we're going to be playing in transition, and one thing all three of those players can do is run, does that concern you like that? It does concern me because the, the there's a big lack of control. Even though all three of them can pass the ball, I'm not saying they can't, they can pass the ball, but it's not always going to be 100. It's not always going to be accurate. There will be games where the passing will be awful. And those are the games I'm worried about. Those are the games I'm worried about because one wrong pass, the other team behind, in behind, they score. So there will be games where I'll be worried. I'll be worried, i.e. Manchester City. But then again, against Man City, maybe you do need free bastards in midfield. Yeah, it's like, get off the, stay off the ball. Like, that's, ironically, I don't, that mid, this ain't always said, that midfield worries me less against the Manchester City than it does against the team where we're dominating the ball and trying to break them down. Mm. Because one thing, one thing I don't mind with Mount and Bruno, I never question those two players off, even though I'm critical of him off the ball. I never mm. once criticised Bruno off the ball. Never once for his off the ball attributes. Same with Mount. Mount off the ball, cool. Zero issues. You know what I'm saying? Dude. My problem with those two brothers is on the ball. That's yeah. when the, that's when there's major question marks. For me, I don't worry about those two off the ball. But I get what you're saying in regards to that. Before we continue, over yes. 90 people in the building. Big up. We're at 53 likes. Large of you lot. Decent, man. But let's bump up the likes. Like check. One, two, one, two. Let's get up to 70 likes, people. Continue to share this across the socials. Now over 100 in here. So make sure you hit that like button as soon as you land. Whether you're watching live right now or watching this back. Big up to yourself. Share across the socials. Let's get more people in here. And subscribe, man. Got Aaron in the building, man. Sarcasm City TV special. Like I said at the start. The guy who I actually wanted to kick off the Sarcasm City TV special, but we couldn't make it happen, but it was only right. But he's here now. You know what I'm saying? The guy who gave me my shot. I'll tell you like this all of the time. So subscribe to his channel. The link is in the title as well. So going further back in the Manchester United team, because this is how much we've not spoken in depth. We'll start with the goal. Well, we'll, we'll start with the goalkeeping position and we'll start with David De Gea. Was yes. you happy to see him leave? Was you he should have stayed as the number one, or were you like let him stay as the backup, or did you just want him gone regardless? Where was you at? Um, yeah, I wanted him gone because it was time for a change, man. It was time for a change, and that change needed to happen. Um, I think being thankful for you know for a player staying at the club for so long is is good, but change is also good. And in the modern game, in this generation, if you want to be successful, you have to have a modern day goalkeeper. Being good at shot stopping is not good enough anymore. You need to be good at passing the ball. Your your goalkeeper basically needs to be a centre-back, a ball-playing centre-back. That's what your goalkeeper basically needs to be. And you look at all of the goalkeepers, the top goalkeepers in the world, Alisson, um, Edison, um, Ramsdale, even depending on, you know, some one's maybe better than the other, but I'm just generalising. Neuer, all these guys can pass the ball with accuracy so it was only a matter of time before we had to do it as well and we just i just couldn't bear i just couldn't bear the sight of (laughs) of, of, i couldn't bear this this, i couldn't bear the sight of De Gea's being in between his sticks for another season like all due respect to what he's done for for how long he's been at the Mm -hmm. club but people defending him and actually being against him leaving yeah, I don't understand. So, what you wanted to see him at the club for another season? Have you not yeah. seen what happened last season? And it's it's yeah. been bad since 2018. Don't get me wrong, but last season was probably his worst season of all. And this is Ooh, the season. Interesting. 
Yeah, talk about, about it. This, this is the season where he won the Golden Glove, but I looked past that. That Golden Glove didn't make me forget what happened against Seville. <laughs> that Golden Glove, that Golden Glove didn't make me forget talk what about happened it. against Seville. What happened against yeah. Everton? What happened against um, uh, Everton at home? Um, West Ham away. The shot from Ben Rama. Ah, uh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It didn't make me forget all of these. None yeah. of these things because those were terrible, terrible errors that mm. cost us games. If, if we're really honest, the facts they did so two of our did. biggest games, two of our biggest games, the opening to you, man. I forgot about the West Ham one. I'm not gonna lie, I forgot. The West Ham so one was, and it's, it's, it's so not bad. even a thing of listen, a goalkeeper can make mistakes, that's fine. I've got no issue with goalkeepers making mistakes because it happens to the best. But when it's continuous and when you're starting to cost the team games, points, qualifications to the next round, mm -hmm. and it's always been a, a, a thing where. We were playing well, flawless. Like we're in the game, we're playing well. But now, instead of carrying on to play well, we're having to play catch up first and then play well. But then there's no time left. So we either lose the game or we scrape it to get a draw. So, and that's happened too many times. And I think Ten Hag looked at it and went, nah, I can't risk it for one more season. I have to get someone in that's going to be able to play. And we've seen the benefit of it, benefits of that in game one with Onana. Game one. <laughs> He was doing up triangles with with uh, Shaw and and Martinez. I was like, bro, <laughs> triangles. You couldn't see. You couldn't believe your eyes. I couldn't believe it. I could, but it's it was just so refreshing to see it, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So refreshing because that's what we've missed. Someone who's commanding in the box, and I know we'll get to the Maguire stuff in a minute. Commanding, yeah. demanding of his his defenders. Someone who's proactive, um, passing the ball with accuracy, like. Just, it's so refreshing to see, honestly. Yeah, it is. And you mentioned it, half mentioned it there. Well, mentioned it briefly, I should say. Oh, Nana, was that the goalkeeper you wanted? Were you fully sold on him? Was there other options? Maybe a Mignon, maybe a Costa, maybe another goalkeeper? Or were you like, oh, Nana, I'm, I'm, I'm good with, that's cool, that's who I wanted? Initially, I didn't think that... Um, I wanted Onana from time ago, but I never okay. thought... Inter was going to be um, willing to sell after just one season because he was just okay. there for a year. So yeah. when the rumours started to fly about, I was like, yes, I want Onana, but hmm, I want Onana at the club, but would Inter sell him after just one season? And they just made the Champions League final as well. So surely they would want to keep and maybe build on that. Um, so it, it was really a surprise to see that we actually entered negotiations with Inter Milan and managed to get him. So happy days, man. I was very happy with him it's coming into yeah, I was all for it, man. All for it. Well, I love that. And we were speaking and laughing about this before the show as well in regards to... And you did a clip about it <laughs> in regards to what happened with Onana and Maguire and <clears throat> Maguire making a mistake and him shouting at him. So, yeah, thoughts on that situation and the responses from some in regards to it as well. Yeah, no, my opinion's still the same, just like in the video that I posted. Um, a goalkeeper is supposed to demand the best from his defenders. Um, I have no issues with Onana having to go at Maguire. Um, it's part of the game. It's football. This could have been anyone else. If this was Lindelof, I believe Onana would have had to go at Lindelof. If this was Martinez, he would have had to go at Martinez. If this was anyone, he would have had to go at, um, at whoever was going to make that same mistake that Maguire did. My issue is, my issue is the continuous sob stories about Maguire. Yeah, but it's like he's the victim in every single scenario, even the ones where he's a culprit, i.e. this one. He played a hospital ball to Ericsson. It was a bad pass. It was a bad pass. There's no way around it. And Onana told him off. Fine, fair enough. Move on. It happens. We move on. And Onana had to explain himself after the game as well and said, listen, I did it because I demand a lot of my defenders. I demand a lot because I know they can improve. I know they're good players. So you have to maintain the standards. And when he said that, I was like, yes, that is exactly what I want to hear from our goalkeeper. And we spoke off air as well. And I, and I told you, this doesn't even have to be on a professional level. Facts. This, this, <laughs> you, mentioned, you mentioned Sunday League, bro. I said, yeah. if, if, I was, if I was a coach, if I was a manager, apart from my captain, if, if my captain is loud, fine, fair enough. Mm. He's going to be the loudest on the pitch. But... If your captain is, let's say, an older guard who's not really vocal, but he leads more by example, yeah. the loudest person on the pitch, I want it to be my goalkeeper. Mm -hmm. 
because a goalkeeper's meant to be annoying, always shouting. Because he's got, remember, every he's got the whole view on the whole pitch. Because he's yeah. all the way at the back, so he's he can see everything. So I want him to be coaching the defense. If you know uh, a midfielder is in danger, obviously the people around him will shout, you know, turn out and who do these things man on. But the goalkeeper can contribute to that as well. So I want my goalkeeper to be vocal on the pitch and to be giving out instructions and to give criticism as well. That's how you improve. Yes, that's how you improve. I saw a lot of people say, I saw a lot of people say, yeah, but um. He can do that in the dressing room. No, address it there and then. <laughs> Deal with it now. Deal with right it now, now because you have to know that you messed up right now. Mm-hmm. Not in mm-hmm. five minutes, not at half time. Now. I'm with you now. on that fully. And, and we've, and, we've, we've seen we've seen players have nearly bust ups on the pitch from the same team because yeah. one was telling the other off and it was, you know, it happened. I remember in the um, Europa League semi final I believe Europa League semi-final 2021 when Oli was still managing us I think we conceded we just conceded a goal against Seville and uh Bruno and um Lindelof, Lindelof. they were then they fighting yeah and that's good that's good to see but you know what that's what I want because ultimately yeah. it makes both of them better you keep the standards high and everyone is being held accountable if the if the, if the mistake happens yeah. and that's what I like so Everyone out there saying that he shouldn't have done that is. I heard someone say it's disrespectful to Maguire. What respect are you talking about? Because Maguire is not helping himself to get respected. So what respect are we talking about here? Yeah, nah, I, I, I fully hear that. I'm staying on the stick with Maguire as well. Obviously, he's been stripped of captaincy. Was yeah. fifth choice could potentially be sixth choice depending on uh, Johnny Evans as well. Yes. He rejected, I believe, it was a twenty million pound bid from West Ham for Harry Maguire. Where do you stand with him leaving the club in regards to, are you saying it has to be a permanent transfer for X amount? Are you saying get him out of the club for any amount in terms of a transfer? Would you accept a loan? Where are you at with it? Because I did see different opinions in particular on social media, even on here as well in the chat, in regards to Harry Maguire and him leaving. Where are you at with that? I think it's best for both parties if, if he leaves. I think he's, um, I don't think he's, he's got <clears throat> anything because what I said was I, I found it a bit ironic that, you know, he posted pictures of him training with Carvalho and I was like, mm-hmm. fair enough, that's fine. But are you really going to improve at this age, 30? Mm-hmm. I don't think so. And I got a lot of stick for it. People saying that you're being negative. You can always learn. You can always improve. Maguire won't improve. That's what I believe. That's what I believe. He might prove me wrong. That's fair enough. I'll hold my hands up and say I was wrong. But from what I've seen, from what the whole world has seen in the past four years, it's highly unlikely that he's going to improve. You can train with the best centre-backs in the history of football. That's not going to make them... That mistake that happened against um, Dortmund, all right, cool. So you trained with Carvalho, innit? Did he not teach you not to give a hospital ball? <laughs> Fez. So Fez. I think it's, it's best for both, both parties if he leaves. I don't think he's good enough for Manchester United. He's never been good enough for this club. Um, and that's just the honest truth. I'm, I'm not, that's not even a, a disrespect or a diss. So, you know, whoever's willing to pay, I think United won, I think, was it 35 to 40 million? Whoever's willing to pay that, fair enough, you can take it. Okay, so that's what it is. So would you, if you was in charge, would you have accepted the 20 million from West Ham? Or are you saying you want more? Or are you just oh, saying no, get him out regardless? I would have <laughs> I would have this is why I fuck with you, man. This is why <laughs> you just keep it real, man. Like this, this is not a conversation to be had, man. It's really I think, you, I think United are United are silly for, for trying to get more. I understand it, but they're silly for doing it. Yeah, they should have accepted the twenty. Like because if come. he's still here, come the come the start of the season, that's on United. There you you go. haven't made that decision. That's how I'm looking at. We want him gone. People say, oh, we should get more. We don't rate him as a player. He's been here almost a half a decade and hasn't had a good season, and we're trying to command big money for him. 20 million, I couldn't believe it. But you I know, that, that, for 20 M's. It just hit me, you know, you said half a decade. That's crazy. He's been <laughs> here almost half a decade. This is his going into his fifth season, right? Was wow. He not here tw- Did he not get signed 2018? 2019. 2019, sorry. Yeah, yeah, 2019. So you're closing in on half a decade. You played 2019, wow. 20. You know what I'm saying? You played 19, 20. <laughs> you played 2021. 20, you played 21, 22. And you played 22, 23. 
You yep. saying so? This is your fifth season. Wow. And you haven't had a good season. Like it, it's like the time people don't understand that that we signed wow. this player and then his value has de- his value has de- he's has devalued. He his was prices signed, dropped. He was signed the same summer as Daniel James and Wamba Saka. Oh, jeez, was it that? That's crazy. That was the same summer. Yeah. I think those three were the, those were the three players we signed that summer. Uh, that's, that's exactly he's not so people are like oh he's not performed he's terrible he's dead he's this he's that but now nah, let's get 40 50 million for him because clubs sell other players for it. no it's who the market determines your worth i say this all of the time your market determines your worth 20 million you know what i'm saying and, I, and people are saying no let's get 40 they would have they should have accepted him. it yeah, if he's still here, it's on us, it's on our part. I know Black nice. Diamond said, no, he's three and a half years into a six-year contract. So whenever it was, whether it's 2018, 2019, he's closing in on half a decade. I'm going to actually double check. Whether it's his fourth year or fifth year, he's not performed well for a significant amount of time in a Manchester United shirt. So we just mm. need to cut our losses, sell him, and utilize, use that money to in, um, improve elsewhere. But that being said, where else? So say, let's say Amrabat will remove him from the situation because it seems we're going to sign him. Is there anywhere else you look at, whether it's first team or whether it's squad player, in mm-hmm. regards to where you'd like to see Manchester United improve? Um, I would like to see us improve in the fullback area. I think okay. um, a left. Well, I would say in, uh, I would say a left back is needed um, because I don't really. I've always had my issues with Luke Shaw, and I still don't think he's. Man United level. It, I know he's. It's like he. It's like he knows he's about to get offloaded. Then he performs, gets a new contract, then he sits back and relaxes again. And this has happened for years and years and years. I think this is his third contract extension now. Um, he's been at the club. He's he's another one that I look at. He's been at the club for a decade, almost a decade. And I'm sorry. Listen. We live in a we live in a generation where fullbacks get assists. Fullbacks get, and I'm not saying you have to get Cancelo numbers. I'm not saying you have to get Walker numbers and Trent and Robertson because these guys get a ridiculous amount of assists per season. But I think in this generation, yeah, a modern day fullback should be able to get at least seven to eight assists a season. At least, if you can get more than that, that's fine. Luke Shaw's been at the club for a decade, and he's got. 19 Premier League assists in 10 years, Flawless. Jesus. Jesus. I don't care who you are. I don't care what your name is, what, who you play for in the Premier League, a top club in the Premier League. That is not acceptable. It's not, that's so Luke Shaw has played with strikers like Cavani, Cristiano Ronaldo, Falcao, Van Persie, Ibrahimovic. These five of the world's best strikers, Lukaku, Six top-class strikers, and amongst these six strikers, there's world-class strikers in there. And you've only managed to get 19 Premier League assists in 10 years. I'm sorry, but that is embarrassing. That is embarrassing. I honestly, I honestly, I can't, every time he puts in good performances, I'm like, yeah, but how long is this going to last? How long until he gets injured? Because that's another thing. He's never been able to finish a whole season. Mm. So he can't stay fit. Can't stay fit. Struggles, struggles a bit with you know weight stuff, and this, this is not the first conversation we've had about this. You know, now he's trimmed again, but who knows? There'll be a point, maybe he'll put weight again. Like, I don't know, man. It's, it's I don't but go on. I, I, do, I do, I was just gonna say, I do like him as a, as it surprised me as a center back. I really do like him, full back, and which we definitely did improvement on left back. That's yes. what I was gonna get your thoughts on in regards to him as a center back. Absolutely, as a center back, mm-hmm. Luke Shaw outstanding because the recovery yes. pace is there. He yeah. knows how to pass the ball properly. He's got vision. Um, he's got the strength. Aerial duels, he can win them. So as a centre-back, absolutely. But as a left-back, nah. It's just not not good enough for me. Fair. So you're saying left-back also... And you said full-back. So you're looking in the right-back area as well because you did say full-backs. I think with the right-back situation, for now, we're, we're okay. We're good. I think going into the season with Wan-Bissaka and Dallo them two will keep each other busy in terms of competition and making them making each other better. There will be points where one will drop off and the other will play and then one mm. that that one will drop off and the other one will play. So there will always be competition between those two. So I'm happy with that. And I know that we'll, we'll have games where, let's say we play Madrid and, you know, 
Vinicius is a, is, is a threat on that left-hand side, you know you can play a Wan-Bissaka. If we play against a team where the left wing is not so much of a threat, you can play Dallow. So I like that balance there. So for now, we're good on, on that side. Okay, that's fair enough. For anywhere else in the team, you'd like to see improved in this window? Um, I mean, I would have liked to say a, a creative number 10, but trying to find that in the market right now is it's like, it's like a treasure hunt, bro. You won't find them anywhere. It's crazy. Stuff you guys really, 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 you know what I'm saying, scout exceptionally well. But it seems that we might be going with a six and two eights anyway with Martin Bruno. That's it seems exactly, that yeah. Way. It seems like that's it's, what we're going to do this season. It seems he's going to do that way. It seems we're going to do that way. And someone else actually, I've not got your thoughts on. And obviously we've signed Hoyland. Yes. Harry Kane. Harry Kane, because mm. we obviously we had Norodin on uh, earlier on in this week talking about on, on the Sarcasm City TV special. Make sure you check it out because, you know, Norodin's the OG. And of course, Aaron, they're two thirds of the great straight jacket podcast alongside Saeed as well. And he was like, Harry Kane's a great player, but he's not the Lord and Savior. Where are you at? Because he's someone I hear contrasting opinions. Some people are like, forget he's on the last year of his deal. Let's just, just go get him for whatever price if Spurs won 100 million. Others are like, at the right price, I want him. And then you've got others who are like, nah, I don't want Harry Kane, Butler, can't do it on the big stage, etc., etc." Where are you at with that in regards to Harry Kane? All right, listen, those words from Nordin were, was just, those are really, really good words. He's not our Lord and Saviour. That's a very good That's explanation. He said something like that. He was like, he's not Messi, he's not Ronaldo. We don't sign Harry Kane. And what did he say? And, and all of a sudden, it changes everything. That is very, very true. You know, as much as I am a fan of Harry Kane, I think signing Harry Kane now is three years late. It's three years too late. Okay. Partially, it's on him because he should have he should have left Tottenham time ago. I don't know why he stayed true that long. I don't know why he signed that extension. What was it back then for like four years, five years? I can't remember what it was. Um, with no release clause. With no release clause, gentlemen's agreement and stuff like that. Um, it's three years too late. Signing Harry Kane now, he's he's thirty already. He found, turned thirty a couple of what a couple of days ago. Turned thirty. Oh, if you sign okay. him now, how long are you signing him for? What for? Are you giving him a free four-year deal? He's going to stay at the club till he's 34. And we've implemented this policy that we only want young players. Do you know what I mean? It's, hmm, well, predominantly young players, let's say. I think it's, it's three years too late. And I think signing Harry Kane now, yes, he'll get a lot of goals, but yeah, nah. You're, so you're think, over it? I'm over it, yes. And I, in terms of what Ten Hag wants to do, Harry Kane's going to have that reflex of dropping in and trying to... No, we need you up front. Stay there. Someone's going to, going to get the ball to you and you're going to bang in goals. But I think Harry Kane wants to maintain this dropping deep and spraying passes to his wingers type thing. Stay at Spurs if you want to do that. Don't come to Man United. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Stay at Spurs if you want to do that, my guy. With all due respect. <laughs> so you're not with it because you don't want him dropping it because he doesn't to me how we're trying to go he doesn't fit that transition and yes it's no, Harry he Kane he, yes he's world class he, yes he get goals assists and all that go on fam go yeah, on he's not got the pace anymore for this transition football that we're trying to play he's not got the pace anymore the legs are gone um, he's all when he's injured he's always that same ankle so no nah, I'm not trying to take that risk alright that's fair that's, that's definitely fair enough I'm moving away from transfers in regards to Manchester United what are, what are your expectations this season, more so of Ten Hag and the team as well? And mm -hmm. when I say that expectations, I'm not only talking about results, so in terms of Premier League finish, where how far we go in the Champions League, FA Cup, mm -hmm. League Cup, but also on the pitch as well. What is it you're looking for in those areas? What am I looking for like, in terms of how we play? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In terms of how, yeah, we'll start there. Yeah, how we play, yeah. Um, how we play, I mean, I'm, I'm looking forward to us scoring more goals. I think that's one thing we've lacked. We, there, there was too many games where we won 1-0, 2-1, we're scraping it. Like, we're not scoring goals. Mm -hmm. And we have people on the pitch that are goal-scoring threats. Anthony, Rashford, Martial, um, Hoyland now, um, Bruno, Mount. Like, everyone can be a threat, a goal threat. So we need to utilise that more. We need to, you know, try and go, try and go for more goals, score more goals. Um, we've got aerial threat now. We can score from set pieces again. So we need to try and utilise these things and, and, and score more goals. That's what I want to see this season. Okay. And where are you at in terms of expectation of where we, what we should do results-wise? So in terms of Premier League, Champions League, we'll go with those two first and foremost. I think 
we can more or less do the same as last season, which is finish in the top four. I would say third, because obviously we finished fourth, so an improvement on fourth would be third. Now we finished um, third. We finished third last season. Oh, we finished third. Oh man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah we pipped. Um, it was oh, Newcastle was late. Yeah, yeah, yeah we, we pipped Newcastle late. Yeah, yeah. Hold on. We did. Yeah. Late. So we finished oh, yeah, third. We so I would say late. obviously an improvement on third would be second. So I would say second. Um, okay. I would say the same thing as last season, a Carabao Cup, and you know, add a trophy to it, FA Cup. Mm, and same, same you know, Carabao. and I'm not saying challenge for the league because I don't think we're there. Just we're, we're just mm-hmm. there yet. But you know. Try and be in that conversation. Try and try and be in that conversation. I think we can be. We can. Okay. All right. So you saying we can first, first, first. That's high praise, high expectations as well in regards to the China challenge. So you're looking at second place. Obviously, Carabao Cup, mm. which we won last year. You're looking at that. Looking at the FA Cup as well. Champions League. Yeah. Where Champions are you at League. with that? In terms Champions of round, League. how far? How far are you looking to go? I'm gonna say. I'm not going to have too many expectations, so I'm going to say round of 16. I think we haven't been in the Champions League for two years. Last time we were in there was with Ronaldo when, yeah, the, the season Oli got sacked and then Rangnick came in. I think we went out in the... Oh, to Atletico Madrid. Quarterfinals, Madrid. Yeah. So, well, to be fair, if we can get to the quarterfinals playing like that, I think we should be able... We sh- quarter, quarterfinals should be a reasonable objective in the Champions League. Okay, quarterfinals. Thanks. Yeah, first, so yeah, that's what I was trying to think. Yeah, because he's so dependent on draws. Exactly, so dependent on draws. Because you so might have dependent. You can have a tough draw and then you know crash out in in the round of sixteen or quarterfinals. But then you can have a favorable draw and end up in the final. Yeah, yeah. And be on the other side, do the Inter Milan. That's what Inter exactly. Milan did. Exactly. Yeah, give us yeah. that run. Yeah, I, I keep saying that. Hey, run me that Inter Milan run that they had. <laughs> we girls to we are at Wembley. I'm in London. Exactly. You know what I'm saying I am in London that day. To oh, watch I'm there. I'm daring it. I won't get a ticket, but I'll pull up to somewhere. Somewhere I'll be watching it. You know what I'm saying yeah, with those bro, United fans. There's there's a few pubs in there. You know what I mean? You can you can watch that box, box party. Yeah, yeah, box party in it. Yeah, yeah, that will be lit, fam. <laughs> well, saying that 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 will be lit. Yeah, run that man. Like I'm just glad to be back in the champs. Yeah, man. Hopefully we get past the. If we get to the round of sixteen, I'll be over it. Like over the moon. Because it, like I said, it's so dependent on um mm. the draw. So 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 dependent. Very very dependent on that. Yeah. It's, you say in quarterfinals. All right, yeah. first, first. And speaking of Manchester United and what our success is dependent on it, and this is something we haven't really spoken about at all. The ownership. So obviously, mm. it's still it's still going on. There isn't really too many reliable sources, so it's yes. all just speculation. Where do you stand with the ownership? Do you want Sheikh Jassim? Are you saying Jim Ratcliffe? Are you saying it has to be one like do you have a preference or you're saying just get the glazers out? Where are you at with it? Yeah, where are you at with it? Um, I think it's I'm, I'm I've got the same opinion as a lot of people. I think I want the Qataris to come in. Um, I want them to take over and um obviously, you know, revamp the whole club pretty much. Mm-hmm. And I was but I know that you know these things take time and there's a lot of work behind the scenes that needs to be done before the, the handover is being done officially. So um, yeah, we obviously we don't know how long, how much longer it's going to take, but I hope it's soon. I hope it's sooner than possible. Um, somewhere I hope it's before the season starts. That would be brilliant. Um, but you know, if it takes longer, then it takes longer. But I definitely want the Qataris to come in. So Sheikh Jassim and you know all of his um, associates. You're saying Sheikh Jassim and. What would you be looking for from Sheikh? So let's say Sheikh Jassim does take over. Have you got yeah. a time frame when you would like this to be done? Because I said before the year is out. I'm like, all right, get this done before the year is out. I would Maybe say the same thing. I would okay. say the same thing. Before the year is out, I would like Sheikh Jassim to come in so we can start fresh in 2024 and then build on from that. Hmm. And let me ask you another question as well, obviously, because you're well-versed in European football. Yes. Kylian Mbappe, obviously that's rumbling on. Would you hypothetically, and before anyone says, Kylian Mbappe is not coming to Manchester United, I don't <laughs> think he is either. I think yeah. he ends up at Real Madrid, but we're talking hypothetically, people. Yeah. Hypothetically, if he was available on a one-year loan to Manchester United, would you like that or would you be against that? Run it. <laughs> See, that's what I Run thinking. me that. Give him, give him a dodgy number or something. Give him... 77. What, what, yeah, bro, something like that. Give him a dodgy number, bro. Once... Come on, man. Transition football with Mbappe. 
Come oh, yeah, on. yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right, yo. <laughs> Transition football with them. Bro, you'll be killing teams with Mbappe, bro. Run me that right now. That facts. That facts. 110%. Oh, people, people, saying, people saying championship has started. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Championship started. Oh, yeah, championship started. Who is it? Champ- Southampton versus who? Uh, I can't remember. I think. Is it? Hey, no, let no, us know if Lavi is playing, people. I don't know if Lavi is in He's the on the bench. Right, he's on the bench. Yeah, because apparently they're still negotiating with Liverpool, so... They better play him. Uh, do you know what I'm saying? They better play him. Get them points, man. Get them points. And then it's like, oh, mother. Hamstring. Oh, you know what I'm saying? And that hamstring. You know what I'm saying? He's out hamstring in it a few weeks. Uh, so that is. That oh, 100%. man. Sheffield Wednesday. Okay, cool. Sheffield Wednesday. Oh, Sheffield Wednesday. Okay. First. Uh, Shikar says the thing is with players, and this is going back to what we were talking about earlier. Obviously, yes. people get any questions in. They don't have to be Manchester United related. We'll get your questions in. Of course, if you super chat, we'll get straight to it as well. There's over 110 of you lot in the building, and we're only at we're actually we're at 96 likes. You lot are doing very well with the likes. Four Come more, on, get us up into triple digits. You man are doing extremely well. So I gotta salute you, man. Let's bump up the Ooh. likes though. Hit the I subscribe one, button one as well. Ooh, he, he scored right, already. Right, one nil Southampton already. Jeez, I'm saying. Look at the championship getting shine. This is how much desperate people are <laughs> desperate for football. Southampton versus Sheffield Wednesday. A man of providing updates, you know. My, Come on. Big up to you, lot. You lot are the real ones, but subscribe to the channel, Sarcasm City TV. Make sure you subscribe to Aaron's channel. The link is in the title. Opens up a whole new link, people, when you click it. Opens up a whole new tab, sorry. And then you can subscribe to his channel and find all of his socials as well and don't forget this show and all the other specials are available on audio only platforms i'll drop the links in the chat in a second but soundcloud spotify itunes wherever you listen to podcasts type in sarcasm city tv and this show and all the other shows will pop up as well people so make sure you do so but yeah, this is what I'm going to get to. Shikar says, the thing is with players like Goretzka, and this is running back to what we were talking about earlier, we as fans can criticise 100%, but if Ten Hag gets it right, can we really question his talent ID if it works? I'll let you respond to this first. If it works, I'll hold my hands up and be like, listen, Ten Hag, I was wrong, and you were right. But initially, the way it looks, it doesn't look good because Goretzka is not known to be good at anything in particular. Do you know what I mean? He's not hes not a master of anything. He's just the jack of all trades. And I don't feel like we need something like that in our team facts. right now. Fucking jack. Yeah, that's facts. Last thing we need is, is someone who's just a jack of all trades. That is, that is the last thing we need. In regards to this, yeah, of course, you can't. I don't question Ten Hag's talent ID anyway. I don't. I don't, I've said yeah, this. I don't even, the only yeah. player we signed I'm not a fan of is Mason Mount. I've said this before. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Amrabat, cool. Onana, cool. Hoyland, cool. Casemiro's obvious, Martinez, cool, Malasia, yes. cool, Anthony, cool. Like, do I need to see more from some of the names I mentioned that I mentioned? Yes, in particular, the players who signed in his first thing. But I have no issue with his with his talent ID. People keep mentioning this because I'm not you, Shikai, but we'll get linked to a player. People say, oh, see, we're linked to such and such. What's the source? That's what I always say. <laughs> like, <laughs> earlier running this window a few weeks ago when we were linked to Jordan Pickford, and people tried to run with that. How are you linked to Jordan Pickford, blah, blah, blah. We was never signing Jordan Pickford. Hell it's no. never happening. It was never, ever happening. It wasn't even a reliable source. It's not like exactly. a Fabrizio Romano or Ornstein or somebody tweeted that out or stated that, you know what I'm saying, in the, on a site or anything or in an interview. But people just want to run with what they run with. And yeah, Jesse, Ten Hag ain't going to get all of his signings right. That's every manager. That's, That's every true. manager. But That's if true. he gets it right, if, if I criticise the signing and then it doesn't go and it goes right, I'll be like, yo, hold my hands up. Done it before Sir Alex where the certain signings are like, huh? And it's hit. But, like, we will see. Like, hopefully the Mount signing does hit. I just don't personally see it working. And then that's on Mason Mount, and then that's on Ten Hag. Yeah, go on. Yeah, just, just want to say as well, um, I've got about five minutes left because I need to host a no space stress, on, on Twitter. Oh, so. seeing you do, you hosting Twitter spaces. Man, we'll yeah, pull yeah, up, man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Let the people know, actually, what you got going on. Is that going to yeah, be a regular so thing? There's, um, there's a new there's a new United um, page that we started on, on Twitter called United World Fans. Um, okay. The whole aim of it is to involve not just to involve global the global United fan base because we're everywhere. So Facts. just go on go on Twitter. It's called United World Fans. Just type in that, follow it, follow the page. We're hosting a space tonight, and we're just going to talk all things Man United. And if you want to get involved, hop in, tell us where you're from, wherever in the world. It doesn't matter. Even if you live on the moon, you can join us and you can participate in the space. So I'm hosting that in about five minutes. 
Love that. See, man, man, always doing extra stuff. Why is it United World fans? I'm about to follow right now. Just literally, yes, have, oh yeah, I've seen it. Just popped up. Yeah, yeah. Literally. Yeah, I just landed that with a follow. So make sure you do so, people. Oh, you can see that on the screen. Wait, United World fans, man. See, I would always do different stuff, even on the show, people. Yeah, man. Large up, Eddie. I see you in the chat as well, man. Eddie, every single time, Eddie, my man. guy. That's my done right there. Shout out to Eddie. We will be back to the regular scheduling next week, people. But obviously, I had to do the Sarcasm City specials. Like I said, to give people their flowers as well. And to Jesse, who says, Flawless, we're getting rants up in here. Or Saeed. Have to wait and see this week, man. Jesse, that's what it is, man. Wait and see. That's, <laughs> that's all it is. You know what I'm saying? we got some debuts. we got some people coming back. In regards to the Sarcasm City TV specials, obviously, Aaron making his debut not on the channel, but on the Sarcasm City TV specials. And adding on to the Twitter space and you running that, is that going to be a regular thing? Yes, that's going to be a regular thing. Um, we're going to try and do it as many times as possible during the week, probably like twice, three times. Um, but yeah, the season's starting soon, obviously. So yeah, we're going to look to do as, as many as we can. Tomorrow, um, probably straight after the last game, because I think kickoffs at 12.45. So we're going to try and host the space maybe for like half an hour, 45 minutes after the game. If not, we'll try and do it because that's something I learned today as well. We have I'm a game well. tomorrow and we have a game on Sunday straight after. Jeez. Yeah, both teams. So, so one will be a senior team, one of the youngsters, I'm guessing. Exactly, yeah. Or actually, it could be two. It could be mixed. It might be a, a strong-ish team here at Old Trafford mm. and a strong-ish team in Dublin. So I don't know how Ten Hag's doing all these things, by the way. But hey, large up to Ten Hag, man. Large up to Facts, Hag. large up. And let them know, obviously, the season. I know you've got a lot of things in the pipeline. Let the people know, just in general, in the season, what you've got coming up as well. Yes. So I know you've seen um, every channel that I've been on, whether it's Sarcasm City or especially on Ranz's channel as well. Shout out to Rance. Um, shout out to Rance for always bringing me on. And I know they always say sub to the channel, sub to the channel, links in the description, but I never actually posted on there. I've revamped the whole channel. Live shows are coming back on Monday, people. This is 100% confirmed. Here we go. <laughs> Here we go. Back to day. Here we go. About time, man. About time. The space is mission, shows, man. The space shows is mission. back. Live shows are back on Monday. It's going to be every single day. I'll be there chatting to you guys, European football, for half an hour. And then one day in the whole week, we'll get the gang together. That's Flawless, Saeed, Nordin. And we'll talk about all topics, football, Premier League, outside of the Premier League, world football, because obviously Messi's tearing it up in the MLS. And we can talk about that as well. So, yeah, from Monday, people, it's going to be crazy streams coming back. European football, world football. Um, let's try and let, I can learn as well. I watch a lot of football, but I still learn. So let's let's you know teach each other some stuff about football. Obviously, right. we got Norden who knows loads and loads about football um, outside of Europe, outside of the yes. Premier League. So definitely, man. So it's it's still the European football show. It's just name different, but you guys will see the intros and everything on Monday. So tune yeah. in on Monday. I'll let you guys know what time if you just keep an eye on um, my Instagram and Twitter and you know uh, social media in general. Yeah, man. Love that. You know what I'm saying? And, that. and like Eddie's saying here, European football show hit different. Black Diamond said, Aaron, your mods have been waiting, bro. Oh, I appreciate um, you guys, man. I you know what I'm saying? You. My mods. Eddie, Eddie Fire emoji as well. So, yeah, people people have been waiting. And again, like I said, people, I've said it, public, I've said it privately to Aaron, said it publicly at the start. I'll say it again. You know, oh, this man so much for what he did for me in this space in terms of me as an individual brand. Obviously, me at the channel Sarcasm City TV was the first person to come on a platform. I had, you know what I'm saying, and co-sign man, he was the first person to put me on a pre-recorded show on his channel, first person to put me on a live stream as well. So, so much of the success and growth I've had is because of Aaron Cosign. He said it at the very start. I'll say it again. So, Aaron said this yesterday because me and Aaron ran into each other yesterday randomly. Randomly. Said, <laughs> randomly. It was in town and we just ran. I was like, oh, shit, that's Aaron. Random. And I said that to him. I was like, yo, love. And again, Aaron, I tell you this, love for everything you've done for man in the space, man. Much appreciated, man. Always, you, always. Man, you already always know, love man. And, always love and respect. Of course, we'll of keep, course, man. We'll keep helping each other out in the space, man. That's yeah, man. 100% for sure. Without doubt, without doubt. And Jay says here, uh, miss them live shows with you, Flawless. And Saeed, yeah, man, Aaron, go and bring it back. You already know, man, he's the guy. He's the guy too. But Aaron, before I let you go, I, need to, I know you need to go host the space. Anything yes. else you want to add or anything like that? No, nah, man, never, just, you know, follow never. me on all my socials. The, the at name is right here. There we go. Just follow me everywhere. Um, Instagram, Twitter, 
um, TikTok, those are the three uh, apps where I'm really active. And obviously from Monday on YouTube, back with the live shows. There you go, people. So the link's in the title for Aaron's channel. Big up to everyone who has locked in. Um, we're back midnight, people. We're back midnight with another Sarcasm City TV special. Obviously got Aaron on now, had Matisse on earlier, and we've got a Liverpool fan on, big Liverpool fan content creator on, on the Midnight Show, people making his, not only his debut on the channel, making his debut on the Sarcasm City TV special. Going to be a great show. You lot are going to enjoy it. And I think be surprised. I'm not sure if you lot know that I've actually worked with him before. I don't think you lot in the chat will, will I think you lot in the chat will be surprised but I'm going to continue to run these Sarcasm City TV specials all week so like I said midnight got a Liverpool uh, content creator on Saturday got an Arsenal fan on 11.30pm again someone else making their debut on the channel making their debut on Sarcasm City TV special and then Monday I've got one 7.45, a Manchester United fan returning. So just keep a look at all oh, this is on the upcoming live stream schedule. I've already updated the live stream schedule in regards to next week as well when we're back to the regular content because the Premier League season is indeed starting. But Aaron, man, love every time for jumping on, man. You already know what it is. Thanks for having me on. Man. Anytime. Yeah, man. Oh, Mikasa, Sukasa, fam. Come back, bro. Yeah, man. We definitely, anytime I'm running the specials in the week, Therefore, get yes. you one. Obviously, any news, big news breaks with Manchester United. But you know you're more than welcome here anyway. You already know what time it is. I appreciate that, man. Every time. Well, large up to everyone in the chat. I've literally just dropping the audio links in the chat. SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes, wherever you listen to podcasts, make sure you type in Sarcasm City TV because you might not want to have the YouTube app open. Might want to listen while you're cooking, while you're cleaning, while you're at work. You may be on your way to work. You may be in the gym, people. Whatever, like you might be driving, whatever that case may be. Um, Big Six Mance is live, so we're going to raid them. So make sure you head over to Big Six Mance as well. Shout out to Mont and the gang gang. But this has been a Sarcasm City TV special with special guest Aaron live on the Sarcasm City TV YouTube. Thank you very much for tuning in.